found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. I'm back. Matthew's still here. Chaos and pandemonium. Here we are a Thursday, Matt. Yes. So yesterday just uh, went smoothly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> smooth, smooth as silk. It was great. Well... You know, that happens when you're gone a day. But here we are back together and ready to roll. Ready? Ready. To roll. Here's, uh, you know, when it comes to American culture, there are just some things that are unspoken rules. For sure. Yeah. One, don't get out of your car to greet an officer if you're pulled over. Okay? You just know you aren't supposed to get out of the car. Right. Now, some people do. They're idiots, okay? <laughs> and it usually doesn't end well for well, them. Well, typically, the, the officer will then politely remind you. Yeah. Stay in your vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. It's low-key. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not often mentioned, but Americans like personal space. Right. Leave room between you and the person you're speaking to or lining up behind. We just like that. We refer to that as a close talker, yeah. someone that, that, <laughs> that disregards that that thing. Yeah. And, you know, they're all up. Yeah. Or even in today's world, you know, people getting too close behind you in line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you need to keep that space. I don't know that we really thought much about it until COVID. Now it's like we just feel this natural barrier and. It feels like it's about six feet. You yes. need to stay there. Yes. Never cut in line. All right. You just don't cut. Somebody says they saw that a lot in Europe. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Politics. I know. Okay. I've never, never tell you my story. No. Of. Oh, <laughs> still get. It's, it's Every time I tell this story, okay. I'm. I relive it. Okay. And it becomes like I'm there again. So every Saturday, I took the kids <laughs> to a local establishment. Okay. Um, this is when they were little. Okay. Right. Um, that had a uh, place where they could play while we enjoyed breakfast. Okay. All right. All right. They were just clowning around. Darn right they were. Okay. Yes. It was, it was a golden time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, so they were, I mean, they were little, I mean, Gretchen was maybe, maybe three Cooper okay. was just walking. I mean, right. it was, they were little, very right? little. Okay, okay. So, so I'm in line and you know how it is at those places. It just sort of becomes pandemonium. Yeah. Right. And you just kind of there, there's like an unspoken rule of you kind of know who got there when yeah. and who's next. You know, and if you're really with good people, they'll say, no, they were no, before me. Yeah, no, he was here before yeah. me. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. typically how we do things. Yeah. So, so I'm in line, got both kids. I have car seat. I have, you know, this and I bag and it's like, you know, <laughs> you're a young father. I'm trying to keep everything corralled. And, um, the, 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 the cash register lady says, okay, I can help whoever's next. Old man gives me the side eye. Oh, no. Looks right at me. Was in line after me. All right. 
steps right in front of oh, me. Oh, no. Oh, the old man. Because I thought he was going to say, I mean, he looked at me like, you know, hey, go ahead, man. Yeah. No, he looked at me like, I'm going to beat you to this. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so as he's ordering, yeah. he's maybe five feet in front of me. Okay. As he's ordering, I'm looking at the back of his head, speaking the words out loud. I'm just saying, are you kidding me? Are you are you serious? Are you kidding me right now? Did he ever reply? No, no, no. he was it was head down. It was not make no eye contact after that. He knew what he did. Well, he knew exactly what he did. To me, you know, it was I, infuriating. I I always try to do the right thing and no, they were next. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you go. Absolutely. Got a few items in the grocery cart. Or someone, you know, I've even had it before where someone, you know, maybe you're not next, but the person that is doesn't know yet. They're like, you know what? You go ahead. Yeah, that's good. That's always nice. Um, But no, this guy, this guy clearly just like weaseled his way in front of me and it. Do you have that old man's face memorized? Uh, (laughs) Back of his head memorized. I'll get you, mister. (sighs) Oh, Matt. (laughs) It's um, unless it's a clear and dire emergency, you ask someone if they need an ambulance before you call for one. It's the most expensive uh, taxi you'll ever take, and it can uh, ruin most people financially for years. So, should I call an ambulance? And if they don't reply, then I did. You know, I think that's why so many people are reluctant to even help, because you know it's like I don't. Yeah. You, know, you panic. Don't hitchhike. Okay. Mm. You, we've uh, heard that for many, many years. You have a tip. You have to tip if you go to a dine-in or takeout restaurant. You don't have to tip Subway or Pizza Hut or any other national franchise restaurant like that. That's what uh, said. Now, you know, that's for you to decide yourself. Right. I don't... Uh, Reusing the same plate when you go up for a second round at the buffet is not uh, not good. You're, you're you're supposed to get a new one. So I guess there are some people taking their old plate up. That's if we even still have any buffets. Do you remember when um, we'll call it Blendies? Okay, because we can't say yes. I, yeah, <laughs> they used to have a little. Yeah, they did. Like a super bar thing, right? Yeah. And I remember, you know, I'm from Kokomo, so the one that I would always go to, they had a big sign that's like, get a new plate. Yeah. But they never had anybody there to, to like, hand you one. You know, it's like the person that that did that also read the cash register. So it's like. It wasn't a well-oiled machine. Absolutely not. So you may decide to reuse your plate because you don't want to wait. Wipe it down real good. Then just, you know. (laughs) No, it's it's clean. <laughs> so that's uh, no. Let me, let me wait on this bus of school kids that just came in. <laughs> let them order, and then uh, you get me a clean plate whenever you get a chance. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Let's see. Be careful not to trespass on private property. Of course, we've got you know mushroom season will soon be here, mm, yeah. and uh, that's a big one. When dining out. The waiter comes to you. It's considered rude to call the waiter over. 
Now, I, you know, that depends on how long you've waited. Yeah. You know, I don't. Yeah. Talking about your salary. I would say that it's also <laughs> your approach, too. Okay, you know? yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. There's some of that. Too. That strikes you. Right. Right away, the waiters. Sometimes I like to use their name if they give it to me, you know? Okay. Like, oh, excuse me, Kim, can you come over and... Yeah. That's nice. Usually doesn't get the hair up on their back, I presume. Yeah. Much more like the other way. Talking about your salary, talking about someone's weight. <laughs> okay. Okay. Driving too slow in the left-hand lane. Uh, yes. All uh, no-nos. Yes. And finally... Don't call someone's house homely in America. It's uh, an insult here in the U.S. if you say a home is homely. <laughs> homely, like ugly, pitiful. Oh. Oh, she's a homely gal. You never heard that term? Yeah, I mean, okay. that, but that's for a person. Like, yeah. for for a home, it'd be, you know, this is a nice homely place. It's it's comfortable. It's it's not very fancy, but it's it'll do. <laughs> So it's plain. <laughs> It'll do. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it gets us in out of the elements. It'll do. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone use the term homely for a home. I, yeah, I don't think so. so either. And maybe that's a big thing in Europe or something. I, I, I don't know. know. So, there you go. Some things that, uh, you know, some unspoken rules of American culture. It's 632. We'll uh, check news with Karen. This is Tidbits. It's 639. It is a Thursday edition of Tidbits. I don't know why anyone would want this, because if you've got an animal in the house, they'd be all over you. Oscar Mayer's new baloney <laughs> hydrogel sheet face mask available on Amazon although it contains no meat <laughs> in creating the $5 uh. baloney inspired mask Oscar Mayer mixed witch hazel botanicals collagens to protect, hydrate lock in moisture and promote skin elasticity and according to Oscar Mayer this sheet mask is not real baloney <laughs> Let's <laughs> go. Put it on your face, not your uh, sandwich. The Oscar Mayer baloney masks are sold out for now on Amazon, but mm. could be restocked. So that's how quick they went. I just can't imagine that. I, you know, people, people are, just people go are, for the. They're weird, man. You know. People are, <laughs> never underestimate how weird people are. Kraft Heinz uh. said in a statement, due to unexpectedly incredibly high demand. We're working to get the sheet masks back in stock over the coming days. They were also listed as Amazon's number one new release in Beauty and Personal Care Wednesday. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. I just, I don't get that. But, you know, you do. If you've got a black eye, you get hit in the eye. You know, you always see you grab a, a prime cut of meat and slap it on your eye. Okay. <laughs> You know, it's like, that's yeah, that what was, you do. that's what you did. Yeah. <laughs> of course, back then it didn't cost $28 a pound. This is true. <laughs> I don't know what I would get out of my refrigerator now if I got socked in the eye. 
some sort of frozen pea product, sure. perhaps. Sure. <laughs> Do you have frozen peas in your? No. Yeah, there you go. I don't. But you need something like that just for an ice bag, right? Something you'll never eat. Yes, absolutely. For you and I, I think it'd be frozen peas. It'd be peas. Yeah. I'm not touching those. And you've got an instant ice bag. Yep. In fact, I think when I had, yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> hey, do you remember? Do you remember back earlier in the year when in Kokomo? When some thieves broke into Harley Davidson, yeah, that was, and stole. That was the last March, I think. Yeah, yeah. and they they came in in the yeah, dead of night. It was amazing. they knew exactly what they were doing. It was incredible video. Yeah, and they just rode away into the night. We have an update. They evidently kept doing that. Yes, police arrested six people in a multi-state <laughs> motorcycle theft ring with ties to Central Indiana. The thieves targeted Harley Davidson dealerships across several states, including. Missouri, Iowa, Illinois, Tennessee, and Indiana. My goodness. Uh, it was very clear they knew exactly what they were doing, said Scott Pertie, captain, captain with Kokomo Police Department. By the way, this story from Fox 59. Okay. Uh, in March, suspects were caught on camera at the Harley-Davidson in Kokomo. Footage shows four suspects getting on motorcycles, starting them up, <laughs> driving them right off the showroom floor. It was insane. Yeah. Um, like a movie. Yeah, it really was. It really was. It's a very Brosnan way to do it, especially on State Road 931, a very busy state highway. And not to have any regard for not getting caught, said Captain Percy. Uh, so uh, fast forward to this. Evansville police arrested six people in May after an alarm went off at a Harley-Davidson dealership. Cybercrimes Task Force agents used cell phone data to link the suspects to a St. Louis motorcycle gang. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. This was huge. This was really big, said Jessica Powers, director of Cybercrimes Task Force. How cool of a title is that? Yeah, that is. Uh, with the Vandenberg County Prosecutor's Office, investigators figured out these suspects were involved in nearly 20 wow. other Harley Davidson burglaries from Nashville to Fort Wayne to St. Louis to Kokomo. Wow. Man. So um, there you go. They're still looking for two or three other suspects that were involved that happened in Kokomo, but still they. Uh, wow. You know, I really thought when that went down, it was a past employee, current employee. Yeah. You know, had no idea because you'd have to have some idea how much gasoline's in these things. For sure. You know, and on a showroom, you're not, you know, you're not guaranteed right. you're going to have gasoline in the darn thing, are you? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But boy, they just went in, knew yeah. where they were going. I mean, it looked like everything was yeah was laid out, and maybe they staked it out. They, they probably evidently, did. yeah. But uh, man, that was slick. And to finally catch them is unbelievable. Out of St. Louis, yeah, yeah. What about how many hot bikes they ended up with? I have no idea. Doesn't say, but wow, that's a big organization there. Yep. So. Uh, when you start looking, this is what this is from another from Captain Percy. Um, when you start looking at their methods of operation and things of that nature, it's pretty evident that we're dealing with the same group of people. And then it's just a matter of trying to track them down and see where they're from. So, wow. Apparently, they did the same thing at every oh, yeah. place. So, I mean, they were just uh, quick, concise. But honestly, I mean, if you know anything about Kokomo, like where that dealership is on 931. At the time of night they did it, it's pretty dead. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's not a lot yeah. of traffic there. That's true. You know, there just isn't. And if you, and, and really, you're not that far 
from, uh, you know, just getting on 31 and, you know, heading South Indy or even you're not that far from County roads where you can load these bikes up and be away, you know? You know, and the thing is, you know, they all had helmets. They all, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, you don't have any clue who they are. No. It was just incredible. So really, I mean, when you talk about gas, I mean, if if they, if they put them on a trailer, they only need to go two or three miles. That's it. Yeah. Well, they finally got caught. Yeah, they did. So, so crime yeah. doesn't pay kids. <laughs> well, it's going to cost you more to wash your clothes. Oh, my gosh. Procter & Gamble said Wednesday that it's raising prices by an average of 8%. Now, again, this is 8% higher. If you're lucky, perhaps you got 2 or 3% increase in pay. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's still <clears throat> well over what you are making. They're... Uh, Tide and gain laundry detergents, downy fabric softener, and bounce dryer sheets are going up. If retailers decide to pass off the increases, additional household staples will be pricier for shoppers. U.S. consumer prices rose 7% annually in December. That's the steepest in 39 years. Procter & Gamble said it's raising prices to offset some cost pressures including transportation, labor, and commodities it uses to manufacture its products. You know, I just, I can't settle for anything less than gain. I, I like gain. Okay? <laughs> That's your go-to, yeah, huh? I just like gain. Yeah. Orange juice going up 5.26%. When does this end? Like, when does this It's end? not gonna. <laughs> So when it comes to orange juice, let alone if this winter something happens. Right. Oh, the crop. Oh, it's been frozen. Now, you think that'd make it perfect for frozen concentrate. Hey, let's get them off those trees. They're frozen. Yeah. Let's go. Well. (laughs) It says um, this year's crop will produce a smaller yield for the second consecutive year. With orange production across Florida down 3% this winter. Florida accounts for more than 70% of total U.S. production, more than 90% of America's orange juice. It's expected to produce 1.5 million boxes fewer than the most recent forecast that was released in December. Last time the state produced so few boxes, 1944-45 growing season. What was going on then? It was World War II. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) I mean, that's a uh, long time. That is a long time. And we're doing all this record stuff this year. Yeah. It just, it's not going to end, Matt. So how do you fix it? I don't know. How do you get out of this? We can't keep going like this, can we? I don't know. <laughs> this doesn't go away. And finally, natural immunity from prior infection provided stronger levels of protection against the Delta variant of COVID than the vaccination. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, before Delta became dominant, individuals who had natural immunity were experiencing higher case rates than individuals who were only vaccinated. But after Delta took hold, those with natural immunity caught COVID-19 less frequently than those who were only vaccinated. 
So again, here we are. Get your booster. Well, do you really? Right. You know, we hear so much of this that you're pushed in this direction, pulled. I know. I know. And you really don't know what to do. And you certainly don't talk about any of this at the dinner table. Okay. So. <laughs> no, you don't. No, so, you don't. There you go. Some uh, tidbits on this Thursday. We got a day to go. Okay. And we'll call it a week. That's right. We've what only got 16 more weeks of January after this. <laughs> what a week it's been. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. All right. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.